passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. That's right. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Brett, what have you, have you broke the toilet? All I hear is echoes coming from the bathroom and water running out. I, I'm, I hope Mike is not here. I can't hear. He stopped. He went silent. Silent uh, Brett's a bad sign. <laughs> you broke the seal. <laughs> now no you're going to have to go every comments. 10 minutes. What'd you do? Just put the lid on and let it run. He's still in there. All right. Ready? Yeah. Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to Door Bumper Clear presented by OfferPad. I'm Freddie Kraft, and we're dusty, but we're back from the Bristol Dirt Race. Today, we'll cover Chase Briscoe's bold move on Tyler Reddick in the final corner, the confusing, very confusing scoring situation, Chase Elliott having nothing for Cody Ware, racing dirt with windshields, and much, much more. Jason, let's get started. The best on the stand and the best in the both. Stumbling the Monday to tell you the truth. Giving the opinions and breaking the rules. Get called to the holler to bring it to you. Casey, you pretty. Freddie, you fat. TJ, you suck. Brett so bad. Jason is facing kind of fight in this race. And if someone don't crash, he's gonna go mad. Looking for Freddie, he's killing the bottle. Casey is making messes like a toddler. Tweet something stupid, then don't even bother. Brett's gonna block you like TJ is a spotter. See them online, throw FF in the chat. Tell Rick where to stay off the track. All of the podcasts are living in fear. This isn't the download, it's Thorbump Bumper clear now nah, don't get it twisted baby this isn't the download nah this is door bumper clear. Clear, 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 clear. there you go i like it hey everybody i'm tj majors spotted the uh six cup car this weekend and i also had the one truck that's awesome brett griffin spotter for old justin haley at bristol motor speedway got us a heat race win that was fun yeah what's up freddie craft spotter for bubba wallace Derek Krause this week uh, yep, that's about all I want to say about Bristol. So, what's up, Casey? <laughs> Hello, guys. Happy Tuesday, I guess it is now. Hey, hey, Jason, how was your weekend? Hey, it was great. I watched some really exciting Bristol dirt racing. Casey, what time did you show up here? 8.59. I just had to yell Absolutely at not. You did not walk in that door at 8.59. I you swear, that- would you like... We recorded it, so... And meanwhile, Chad is babysitting Chloe at the shop, so I cannot wait to hear about oh, he's that He's taking one. care of his own kid. Very nice of him. Jason... 
You got a tattoo. That is correct. What? What? Tell us what Whoa. day you got this thing on. Last week, I was like, I always wanted to commemorate being a DBC producer. So if I get Brett, Freddie, and TJ's faces, faces. tattooed on my arm, I think <laughs> yeah. that'd be a great idea. Yeah, you could have got us on your ass. It was just happy. <laughs> you would have just had me, me and Brett on one cheek, and then TJ. Well, speaking of ass, I always, always wanted to put an M on each cheek of my ass. I bend over, say "mom," do a handstand, and say "wow." Wow, that's that's a reason. I never heard that before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And the show is already so, off the so, so how long did your tattoo take? 40, like, 20, 10? Yeah, probably like 20 minutes. 20 minutes. 25 minutes. Did it hurt? Did you pass out? No, it wasn't as bad as I thought. Did so. it feel like it was burning? No, it wasn't too bad. How many uh, white claws did you have before? 15. <laughs> it was my, not as bad as I thought. My sister got one on her forearm, and she acts like it was the most painful thing ever. I think forearm's a pretty like easy spot. So Brett is, I don't know if anybody else is aware of this, but Brett's an <laughs> And... Um, <laughs> Okay, all the, right, my wife got the coordinates of where we got married in uh, tattooed on her forearm in my handwriting. So she showed it to Brett, and Brett said, "Are you saving the other forearm for where you get divorced?" <laughs> <laughs> I can't help my sense of humor. Hey, that's not so bad though. But not the I'm talking about the coordinates part because. Yeah, you, you know, can, you it, can tell anybody what it is. Well, I'm just going to say, if she gets remarried, she gets to go to the same spot and say that was for that. <laughs> yeah, like, you can say whatever you want. Like, you know, you can make it up. That's my favorite Bojangles. <laughs> That's awesome. So back to last week. Thanks for Bojangles thanks for giving for, us uh, breakfast. Thanks for the Dale Jr. surprise, Jason. Are you the only who, – who all was in on this deal? Dale asked, texted Sunday night. He's like, I'd like to come on DBC. I'm like, all right, sounds good. Don't He's like, don't tell anybody. I was about to call you and be like, hey. Then he's like, don't say anything. I'm like, all right, surprise. <laughs> well, shout out for him doing that. I thought the coolest part of him coming on, though, was, was probably two days after when he texted us and said he wished he could do it every week because yeah. he truly got on here and had a good time, I think. I think that he would like to – do that every week you know like he like his show now is more about kind of just touching on the current events and then the guest the guest you know and the yeah. guest the, the, their show is obviously incredible their guests are incredible but like i think he if he you know you don't want to have him on here every week we lose then it would kind of we lose like a person. you said it he wouldn't gains be cool. and then it wouldn't be as cool if we did it every week but he'll i'm sure he'll pop in from time to time he had enough fun i think he will that was pretty cool he jumped in and i guess the cat's out of the bag that he saved us on the nascar meeting <laughs> so we were told to keep that quiet Well, they said it on their podcast my my oh my so mike owned it yeah okay yeah but he mike, just said mike, we couldn't talk about it. mike told us point blank you can't talk about dell jr on that meeting with you guys and dell jr gets on here like i oh, appreciate it. thanks guys like you guys just, <laughs> just sold me down the river uh, and TJ didn't kiss his ass nowhere near as much as I thought he would. Last week? Yeah. yeah. He waited until after. Why would I kiss his ass? <laughs> Jeez. I want to fight him next time I'm around. <laughs> well, I... Uh... Real quick, we're going to have a gift brought over. Oh, here he comes. We got presents. A lot of water? Whoa. TJ, what do you got? This, this is older than so Jason. So a few weeks ago, remember another guy, guy named Chase sent us a bunch of alcohol? Yeah. Well, he... Uh, Sent some more. <laughs> oh, what is Highland Park scotch? I made a mistake ordering it one time. <laughs> is that the same stuff? It was. Yours is, is twenty five yeah, year. I, right? I was in South Beach and I saw this scotch on top of this shelf and I was like, I want to pour that. It was six hundred and ninety five dollars for one pour. Dumbest thing I've ever done. I think there's some sake. Now we got a whole bottle. There's Brit- sake. Is that, that what, what TJ's you got? got? Maybe TJ's got it. Yeah. Brett sends me a receipt. Yeah. Brett sends me a picture of a receipt one night and it's like. $712. And I'm like, what the uh, f- did you order? And it's like one pour of Highland Park and a bread pudding. And I'm like, I hope that bread pudding was delicious. Highland Park. That's good stuff. And this will be great whenever uh, year. I have a 
I have a Blackstone. We'll just do a, the rice, you know, night. Just make some sake now, too. Yeah. There you go. Can you Perfect. do hibachi? Yes, I can do we hibachi. We probably got to get rid of this. <laughs> I, I, I do the hat and everything. I do Japanese volcanoes, all the, you know. Uh, where's the invite? Chase, thank you. Well, you wouldn't be there on time anyway, so. All right. Well, I would ask how Bristol is, but I'm a little afraid to ask So I'm in Talladega. Anybody yeah. anybody excited to go to Talladega? Let's go to Talladega. <laughs> Oh, Talladega, yeah. raised up. I could see Freddie's face like ready to vent. Oh, we got a whole show to vent. All right, well let's uh, let's talk a, a little bit about this ultimate Charlotte experience that we have going on. I can't wait. Uh, I better hurry up. It's uh, almost sold out. Is it? It's almost sold out. We got so much to do in Charlotte around NASCAR. If you're a NASCAR fan, you've never been to Charlotte. You're an idiot. You got to come to Charlotte. Yeah, this is like Charlotte, this area during that week is, is a lot of fun. And, you know, I think this, our sweet experience just tops it all off as well to go to the race. And it is the long, one of the longest races of the year. What a, what a great race to have free beer. And food and a place to sit. Air conditioned. Air conditioned, yes. That would that's very good. <laughs> in May, and that's usually very good. Most, like, when he said guest. a place to sit right there, I was I almost didn't know where he was gonna I talk. heard we hired a, a, a five foot tall model that's gonna be there. Oh no, that's just Casey. First of all, I'm five one, but I will accept the compliment that I'm a model, so I was just trying to give you some props. We really Casey, hired we really hired like a, a two foot model to come. That's Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> How tall is Chloe? What about the like seven foot guy that's coming? He's, I mean, Jordan. I can't. Uh, yeah. I don't think he's quite seven. I mean, foot. He's very tall. Based on I don't think he's seven. I, I don't think he's any taller than Dell Jr. Really, well, <laughs> he's about the same height. Isn't he? I haven't met him yet, but he seems pretty tall. So the coolest thing from Vegas was like y'all came early in the day, hung out for hours, and did the Q and A and stuff like that. And the atmosphere in that room during the Q and A, it was just like everyone's a fan of the show. Everyone's a fan of Dirty Mo Media. It was just such a cool experience to be a part of and hearing y'all converse back and forth, answer questions, stuff like that. Like that's a Nothing. You're not gonna be able to get anywhere else. Can we add a segment true. after they leave about them, like bashing them? Yeah. If Casey, if you stay for the race, you can take my role. And I'm bash just glad them we will do else. a live reaction theater. Tell us what you really Casey, think. They would throw your little ass out of that suite. <laughs> they love us. That's why they're coming. <laughs> and uh, okay. you did some and, of us. And all some 85 of pounds of you. And that you just completely explained one of your fantasies that Jordan Taylor's seven foot tall. I mean. <laughs> I mean, what? Gee, I've never met him. He just seems really tall. It, it, Chad's probably a what five six, five seven. I can't wait to meet him. Yes, I'm excited to meet him. Me I'm too. Sorry. Seven Fun, foot tall. Dude. Yeah, I mean, is he staying? Like, I assume so. The whole race. The yeah. whole race. Yeah. There'll and be then, some. So y'all will be there before the race, hanging out. Then there'll be some dirty media personalities during the race in the suite with everybody, just hanging out. And that was a cool thing about Vegas too. Like you could watch the race, but you could also mingle with people and talk and hang out and other DBC fans and Dirty Mo Media fans. Like it's just a cool. It's like the coolest way to watch a race. The yeah. environment in there was a lot of fun. Like yeah. everybody, it was just a lot of fun. The, the the way that it was set up and it was just a lot of fun. I mean, I don't think anybody, everybody in there just had that had a great time. And even afterwards, like we we left there and Twitter's filled with man, that was the best time ever. I'm get, can't wait to do it again. So I'm looking forward to going in there. Yeah, I mean, we got a bunch of giveaways. I think we gave everybody a shot of Fireball last time we were there. Just about everybody walked away with some a lot sort of, of raffle prize. We had two people won freaking Dale Jr. autographed vodka bottles. I want one of those. Yeah, no kidding. They're you in the give back me of my... one, Jason. I'll work on it. We had three, but I took one yeah. for my house. Oh, so, so. you got one? <laughs> oh, of course he did. 
private parking pass to Charlotte parking could be a hassle, but yes. this will be very nice and close. And to it's the and it's a great parking pass. Some of them, some tracks they don't have like the greatest sweet parking. Mm-hmm. Charlotte is not one of those tracks. It's very easy, easy to get in and out of, close by. So, is there any? Uh, I might cut this out. Is there any garage things, Jason? Like tours or anything? Pre race pit road. Okay. I mean, if you like the pre race pit road, who was wouldn't want to drive to Charlotte, park close. Go get something to eat. Go on a pit road tour. Hang out down there with the, you know, so much room for activities down there. Yeah, see the pit uh, boxes and everything being set up and stuff. And Charlotte does really fun stuff down on the front stretch before the race on the turf and stuff. So it's yeah. nice. The it's a really cool. The pre race show for the Coke Six Hundred is epic. Easily the best yeah. one of the year. Like there's guys jumping yeah. out of helicopters in the infield. Uh, Freddie you know, getting shot out of a cannon. I get shot out of a cannon. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody made a picture of that. I don't oh. know if I sent it to you. It's just, it's amazing. But, uh, yeah, I don't think that'll be this year. I'll have to practice for next year. But, yeah, it's uh, that pre-race show at Charlotte. Get there early because it's it's pretty it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. All right, go buy your tickets now at DirtyMoMedia.com. They're almost gone, so get them while they're here. Don't wait. And before we head into Spot on Spot Off, how about all the tweets we've been getting with their uh, DBC shirts for Dover Race Weekend? They're awesome. Uh, I can't wait. I can't wait to see the diecast, man. I know. Two weeks away from Dover. Beautiful car. Are you going to Dover, Jason? Yes, we're going to Dover doing content of the. We're going to put the most content out of any sponsor of any car in the history of NASCAR. It's going to be wait, great, man. Content. Head to racingusa.com to get your DBC shirt. Yeah, getting while they're hot. Dover will be fun. A few weeks away. Prettiest paint scheme in NASCAR. <laughs> I don't know about prettiest. <laughs> Let's see how many times it fails tech. <laughs> It's they're gonna be like it's just the hood for some reason the hood will not get through tech. Apparently, when they were wrapping it, Freddie's face on the side was a little too big, so they had to like do some creative uh, wrapping. They cut my face down a little yeah. bit. Shed a few pounds off. They just shaved your goatee. They hopefully, took one of my four chins out. All right, before we head into spot on spot off, let's hear a little bit more about our presenting sponsor, OfferPad. Hey, what's up, everybody? I need you guys to listen closely because we have a secret to share that can help you out if it's time to move. The easiest and most convenient way to sell your home is with our friends at OfferPad. OfferPad is real estate the way it should be. Easy. OfferPad makes it so simple to sell your home, and it can get started in less than five minutes. Log on to OfferPad.com. Tell them about your home, and you can request a cash offer. It's quick to get started, and you won't believe how soon you'll have a cash offer Waiting for you. OfferPad will send you one within 24 hours. Man, talk about easy. Next, you can review your options and decide whether you'll take that offer or list with OfferPad. I have a feeling you want to take that offer. See how quickly you went from thinking about selling your home to actually making it happen. Our friends at OfferPad make the process simpler than ever before. OfferPad has markets all across the United States, even close to Talladega, man, right in the middle. You got offers, you got houses in Birmingham, you got houses in Atlanta, you can get to Talladega from both those places. If you have ever wanted to live closer to Dega, this is your chance to do it. Or if you live in the Birmingham area and want to make a move, do it with OfferPad. When asked where you heard about OfferPad, select the NASCAR option so they know we sent you. Spot on, spot off. It goes like this. Spot on means you agree. I'm spot on. Are you joking me? He's lost his mind. Oh, and by the way, no one ever seems to agree. And then spot off means you disagree. Spot off. Uh, Here we f***ing go. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But if you're TJ... 
Um, uh, uh, There's only one correct answer. I don't know. It's time for Spot On, Spot Off. First topic, Kyle Larson's thoughts on not taking out the windshield to race Bristol dirt. Jason, you want to read that quote? Kyle Larson said uh, mid last week, we shouldn't race on dirt if we're not going to take the windshields out and actually have a dirt race with moisture in the track and being able to produce a real dirt race. I feel like we're just wasting everyone's time. Brett, spot on, spot off. Uh, Man, uh, spot on. I hate to say that too. I mean, Chase Elliott even made a comment like, you know, this isn't really a dirt race. Um, Didn't seem like the industry as a whole really wanted to embrace this race. And I think that a lot of that had to do with the timing of it. You know, you put it on Easter weekend. I don't think anybody loved that. And I mean, there just wasn't a ton of excitement out of our industry, which is very odd to be at Bristol because Bristol is one of those places that is very special to drive into and park at. And you can't wait to go inside. But listen, you've got some guys, Kyle Larson, uh, obviously um, Briscoe, you know, you got Bell, you got a lot of guys that came out of the dirt series to get here, man. And if you're not consulting with those guys and you don't have those guys excited about getting there, you're already a step behind. So I I feel like, you know, Marcus Smith, uh, which is obviously SMI, NASCAR, Fox, they're going to make this thing happen. They're going to have to get more aligned with drivers and people in the industry for it to be an A-plus effort. I mean, if if I go through this thing, and I'll just run through this quick, Racing on Easter Sunday, I give it an F. Three-day weekend to run a cup race on Sunday night, I give it an F. Track prep leading in the green flag, give it an F. Throwing the yellow flag around lap 17, give it an F. Attendance, a B, because tens of thousands of people showed up. I thought it was a third full. Holds about, a, what, 160,000 people. Moving the race to a night race, absolutely an A+. plus. That was a difference maker in making it something that you could put on a good show. The race itself, C+, plus, finish A+++++++. plus 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 plus. So a lot of A's, a lot of F's. You got to live in that B to C range for me to call it a success. And Kyle clearly knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Spot on. I'm, I'm kind of half and half here. Spot on for the windshields, but spot off for it wouldn't have solved the problem, I don't think, because, you know, the reason why they want the windshields out is so they can keep moisture in the racetrack, keep the track tacky, more like you would see your, you know, midget races or late model races, whatever that is, you know, sprint car races. But – we would have overheated. You know, it, the problem the problem right now isn't visibility. It's every time they have any kind of moisture in the racetrack and the track's tacky, you saw the first truck heat race, you saw at the start of the race Sunday night, anytime the track has moisture in it and it's tacky, you know, the, the grills get caked with mud and, and the cars overheat or the trucks overheat. So, you know, taking the windshield out solves half that problem, but then you've got to figure out how to, how to you know, have the grill opening protected or protected better or more open, so that you know we don't overheat so i i know what kyle's saying that yes ideally there's not a dirt car in the world that has a full windshield in it um so there is now (laughs) yeah uh but you know at the same time it doesn't solve the whole problem just taking the windshields out we have to come up with some other stuff as well yeah i'm kind of kind of like freddie spot on for half i don't think you can take the windshield out of these cars because if you look at a true dirt car they can literally pull the seat cushion out, the seat cover out, and drive it through the car wash and and pressure wash it off. They can do it with basically every dirt car you have. And there's not... We got a lot more components in there than what a normal dirt car would have. Like, if we're going to do that, I mean, we need to just take the dashes out, everything with electric... You know what I mean? Like, the put a regular water 
temperature gauge in there or something. Um, I don't, I don't know if it's worth doing all that to, to have a dirt race and the grill thing, not, not everybody had any, had issues with overheating. I guess there was different options for the grill that you could have ran and some of them chose options that, you know, you know, had problems with the overheating. So, um, but I don't, I don't know, man, it's, I don't, it's, we're going to come across something, whether the track was, it almost has to be like that to start a little bit, but then you're also, then you got mud all over the windshields and stuff like that. I don't know if we're ever going to find a perfect the, mix. The like, fact of the matter is we, these cars, we're trying to run asphalt. Cars yeah. You dirt. don't belong on dirt. These things are yeah. a thousand pounds heavier than any other dirt car in the world. You know, we're running 150 laps at least more than any other dirt races in the world. I think the longest, the longest dirt race I can think of, is the world 100 i know the syracuse yeah. mile used to be maybe you know was longer but it's still yeah it was longer but oswego's longer yeah but i mean this we're talking hundreds of laps you know every every dirt race you, if you go to any weekly race whether it's the outlaws whether it's usac midgets whether it's you know majority of your dirt races are somewhere between 35 and 50 laps and you know we're out here running 250 laps well not with not a car mention, that's not made made to run dirt and it's and two it's series yeah had an hour two hours of practice <laughs> yeah. basically yeah which that never happens in the dirt world you yeah, know i like, don't know why we didn't show up have a 15 20 minute practice run your heat races and race i mean in the, one day in one not day. three days yeah i mean I, not I'm three fine. days we, we took a richmond schedule that was perfect it was so efficient and then we go to Bristol and we completely waste three freaking days of our lives when we could have done it in one. You're you're spot on for saying that, TJ. Yeah. I mean, and, and I got news for you. We're doing this again. I don't know that it's going to be at Bristol, but we're doing it again somewhere. You know, I, I would assume it's going to be back at Bristol. And I, I seen Bob Pockers made a video the other day and he's right. Like Bristol hasn't gotten really a fair shake at this yet because every time we've tried to do it, it's rained. You know, so it's even Honestly, if you yeah. try to prep the track, it, it, you're, you're not you're still at the mercy of the moisture coming from the sky versus what you really want to put down on the racetrack. It's hard with our cars because you can't just go out there and race. You can't have a, a tacky racetrack like you could with any other dirt car. And honestly, I think the rain during the race helped keep moisture, obviously, in the track. And, and honestly, I think that rain helped with the high side at the end. I really think it kept it. Yeah, I think if we if you if you go back, it's the it's like you know it's a double edged sword. I think the end of the race was amazing, but you have to start the race the way you started it to get to that point. You can't. I know you want to say like, well, why can't we just make that track like it was at yeah. the end? Well, you you can't. That's not possible. You have to start it a certain way to get it to that point. So while the racing and the finish was amazing, and them guys were using all kind of lanes and and you know Chase Briscoe's running Belda, I mean uh, Reddick down. You so know, I got a question for you. If we make it a hundred lap race and put softer tires on the thing, because these tires didn't wear out at all, not one bit. If you have your choice of say three three different, you know, like like real dirt, you have, you can have your choice of compound. What if you brought a hard, a medium, and a soft? You know, soft might not last. You might wear it out. Um, you know, a hundred lap race with a tire choice or a softer tire in general for everybody. Yeah, I mean, that's what that's what yeah. all dirt races are, you know. It's just it's we're we're just not meant to do it and it's gonna be hard to replicate what yeah, you want. We're, we're it wasn't it wasn't a bad dirt. race. No, NASCAR, no I, I, I truly don't think it was a bad race. I just think NASCAR fans don't want to see cup cars on dirt. 
And I think a part of it we'd like we talked about last week is it's at Bristol. I hate and giving people up yeah. asphalt or concrete Bristol. I hate I think, giving that race up. Yeah. But I also think the issue is like it's a new car. It was run on Easter night race. Like I think there it rained. There were Guess a lot of what? things. All against of those them. things are knowns. None of that's unknown what you just said. I know, but it's a new car there were so and many, it's at Bristol on Easter. There were so many things against asphalt. them where the idea of it is fair. It's or just pavement. that they're still working out the kinks. And I do agree that it will be back next year. I don't know where. But I, I, I don't mind. I'll tell you there. who won't be at Bristol watching a dirt race on Easter weekend. Brett Griffin. It ain't gonna happen. I don't know what my contract will or won't say, but I'm not going for that. Ain't happening. I would like to go to a true a true dirt track and not give up Bristol. But, but here's what you got. You got people like Marcus Smith with the North Wilsboro announcement, which was awesome, saying that they, they don't have the infrastructure to hold a cup race. Let me ask you something. When a race is sold out, isn't it sold out? Bowman Gray has to turn people away. We just had a race somewhere recently where the racetrack was turning people away. I don't like, think selling out is a bad thing. Is once it? it's sold out, it's sold out. Your TV yeah. revenue is your TV revenue. Like, how much money did Bristol spend this weekend to support their own infrastructure? There were 9,000 golf cart drivers there. How much does North Wilkesboro hold, you think? I don't know. But that might say about North Wilkesboro. It's about wherever you said, Peavely yeah. or wherever, or Eldora, wherever you want to go, right? Once it's sold out, it's sold out. It doesn't matter about infrastructure. Every time they run, every time that, you know, you look at uh, the stuff we did there, everything was sold out. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you could, I think Knoxville holds over 20,000 people, and that's just in the grandstands. That's a lot of people. You know, that's that's a lot of people. Yeah. It's a lot of people. And I, I mean, Bristol was at best a third full. At best, right? At best a third. At best a third. Okay. How many people were there at the end to finish watching it? An Maybe eighth. a third of that. <laughs> Maybe. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, when I walked to my car, I didn't even have to say excuse me. No. And typically going down those hills at Bristol when we leave, that it second is rain, The second rain delay, I went down to the elevator just to kind of hang out in case they called it, and the, there was just mobs of people But it wasn't. But it gate. wasn't late. It wasn't like crazy late. Like, that, that wasn't the excuse to leave, right? You had to have an excuse to leave, which was I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. Because it, we never got like a torrential downpour that held us up for like – if, if we'd been at Talladega, that'd been a two-hour rain delay. It rained pretty hard, but it wasn't like a storm. No, but it, but was, it was also it, Sunday night. I mean, people had Easter. Guess what? That was also a known going into this. Okay, don't be a d- I'm not. All right, no, continuing he's not being on, to you, he's being to them. Continuing on the topic <laughs> of competition at Bristol, NASCAR throws a caution 15 laps into the cup race because mud covered every car's grill. TJ. Um, I'm spot off on that. I don't think, um, you know, that I know there was people there. I don't know. It's I, I want to be spot on and spot off at the same time because it's, I don't want to see people have overheating issues. But I also don't want to see the race stop. You know, I honestly think that I hate the fact that this is a points race because I, know, I feel I like. I feel like it's almost like Russian roulette. Like you don't know, you don't know. Nobody knows exactly what's going to happen at the start of this race. Obviously, this is a this is a scenario of that, you know. And it it could be as simple as you got in the wrong lane behind somebody and got your grill covered in dirt. And now your race is over. You know, per, you know, overheat, whatever, and you got to come down pit road. Now they threw a caution and tried to rectify it, but you're still it, it's stuff that's just completely out of your control. And I know that can happen anywhere. But this was just too big of an unknown. I feel like it's I, I just I feel like we should maybe explore the options just making this some kind of exhibition race, whether it's the all star race, whether it's some kind of version of the clash, 
Uh, I just, so I you're, just, you're saying it makes more sense to go to Bristol Dirt for All Star Race than to go all the way to Texas to run yes, an All Star Race. A hundred percent. Spot on for that too. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would this is that. why y'all listen to this show because we have all the answers. <laughs> it makes no sense to go all the way to Texas to run an All Star Race. No. Not when we've got all these great racetracks around here. No, we can run I mean, an spe- like, listen, I I get it. Like, SMI owns them both. They yeah. can figure that out. And but like the thing that kills me about that All Star Race is like you're going to make. Rick Ware and BJ McLeod go all the way out there to run the open. That's 25, 30 laps, whatever it is to turn around and come, come home. home. You know, like no shot of money. I don't think does the open pay anything. I doubt <laughs> it. $200. You know? You've won it like eight times. <laughs> <laughs> Brett's the dominator. That used that was the Clint Boyer open for about five years. Thank goodness. That was but, fun. Uh, yeah. I don't know, man. I, it's just throwing throw a caution. I am a uh, man. I, I hate to say I'm, I'm spot on for it, but. I think it was getting ready to ruin a lot of people's day you had and, and they it. didn't know what to do. But to me, you needed to know that going in. I mean, I, I asked the question to the spotters around me and the crew chief, are we going to have a competition caution here? Because we knew that there was probably going to be a mud problem. We Were saw you hot? Were you running hot? Uh, I mean, I overheated eventually. My, my grill got covered, but then it got uncovered. It was the weirdest yeah, thing. My, we didn't get hot either. Um, but, but I looked down. I mean, you obviously were looking down. I'm like, man, Larson's grill is solid. Mine's solid. And you're seeing some other and guys Like solid. I said, it's just, that's just where the guy in front of you was running. You yeah, know, that's if, exactly if you were, if you were anywhere near that guy's right rear, mud flap or not, he was throwing mud on your grill, right? So um, it's like they had to do it. But when they threw the caution, Holy cow. How many laps did Cole Custer get back? Like 17? Well, see. That, he drove by the pace car like three times. See, the problem is, and I don't know if you noticed this, but the scoring might not have been exactly what we were used to the other day because I don't know what the hell happened. Like, he was, he was, I know he was at least two down. I didn't even look to see. I think he came out with a lead. He, he was all set. When we all pit, he stayed out. So he was the first car behind the yeah. pace car. So I'm like, okay, he's going to get the wave around. So he waved around. Yep. And then. They waved around then, again. Then they said, okay, we need the 41 to do another wave around. And I was like, okay. Jesus, how many, what, I mean, are we just giving the guy all the last back? He got the, he got the, he got the wave around, he got the wave around and the free pass all in the same college. But that, but that, but that first lap might not have counted because it was under red and who the hell knows what the hell that process is. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I'm a roll. got the lucky dog. And the only one that got screwed in the whole deal was Harvick. Yeah. On that note, (laughs) after losing a lap under the competition caution and then starting at the rear, he gets caught up in the wreck. And then he said, we all look like a bunch of bozos coming into pit because we don't know how to prep the track. And then asked if he would talk to NASCAR. He says, you can't talk to them. <laughs> I love the word bozos. That's a good word. Um, that is a good word. I, you know, I'm not saying that we don't know how to prep the track. And I think the problem was they're worried about rain. So you don't want to go out there and water the hell out of a racetrack. And then it rains. And now the now track was perfect for a dirt car. Yeah. like <laughs> The problem is better. we should not be out there. That's the problem. Uh, but I'm sure that's part of what he's getting at, you know, and when he says you can't talk to him, I don't I don't fault him for that. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Did he pit? I, I thought he stayed out. Did he pit he under tried, green? He tried to limp around and and not have to pit. Oh, so I and think. they lapped him and he got lapped. OK, yeah. so he was that's why I was trying to figure out why he was right behind us. So that makes sense that he was under. He stayed out and they lapped him on a race track. Why, why not? Why not give him? I mean, we all got free. But I guess, you know, the, the 41 stayed out and got a lucky dog. And the, the 10 was the lucky dog. And wait, wait, what did you say? And I'm sorry, the 41 got a wave around and the 10 well, was another, another, another wave around. Yeah, but and then the, the four doesn't want to pick because he doesn't want to take that because we never get wave rounds like that. And then yeah. he ends up just getting the hammer. 
Yeah, I don't. It was, and then of course he ends up in the back, and Corey spins out in front of him, and Noah runs him over from behind, and his race is over. How many times did they say put the four in the back? Uh, it's like they, four laps. I thought worth. they were gonna go nuts. I said, Brad, oh. we, we go one to go, but and, the four won't move. Brett looked at me and said this, and I, he's absolutely right. Like, how long is this gonna go on for? You know what I mean? Like it was five laps. You looked at me. If yeah. it's if it's your game and you're running your game and you're telling a player in the game to get off the field or you have a holding penalty back to ball up 10 yards. You don't tolerate that. We tolerated that for how many minutes? If I'm running the show, I'm saying can park the four. He won't listen. Go green. I'm not going to keep playing them games. I mean, he was there for, it was four or five laps, four laps. probably. Yeah. At least, Shout but. out to the fastest thing that was there. That damn water truck going around there. So, they need to let they need to let us run whatever tires he had on. <laughs> Did y'all notice like whenever like early on Friday or whatever, whenever they'd water it and there would be some fans walk up to the fence and they would have no idea that water trucks coming around. That was funny. <laughs> they don't need to give us the keys, I think, because we'd be up there dude, fire hosing people. Dude, I'd love to have a six pack of beer in that water truck. Just I want to drive on that racetrack. I want to drive them Packer cars around. <laughs> I mean, you probably could. I don't drive. I just want to ride around and have fun. That looked fun riding that water truck. Them you just want you just want to ride around and have control of the button. Yeah, uh, when the water comes <laughs> out, soak your ass. A lot of those Packer cars have better control than Christopher Bell, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. This was a hot topic and still continues to be the confusion over the current running over order after stage two when the red flag was out for rain. After Fox tried to explain it, Denny Hamlin then tweeted. Over a one-minute explanation, people in the sport don't even know what's wrong with this picture. As a fan sitting on my ass now watching it, it's hard to take this seriously. I want to know, and Freddie, this one's for you. I want to know, did NASCAR provide the background on this before the race as far as like where the running order would be if something like this would happen? No, of course not. Because if they did, we wouldn't have all been confused. Um you know, I, I, there's, I don't know where to start with this. You know, I don't understand. Okay. The stage ends. We pit road is open. Rain's coming. It's actually raining. Um, there's three cars on the track that have a mandatory pit stop to make the 14, the 99 and the one 14 being the leader of the race have to pit. They have to, it's mandatory in the rules. You had to pit at one of the breaks. Um, so they well, they didn't have, they had to they mandatory. Then there's a bunch of guys that voluntarily came down pit road, and then gave, we get a rain delay. Gave up there. Gave up their, their track, track position, position, and which then, was important. Yeah, very important. So then there's I don't know what was there maybe twelve fifteen guys stayed out. Um, so then it rains. So now we're gonna go to a rain delay. So we're just I'm like oh that was a good call. You know we're gonna get we went from eighteenth nineteenth twentieth ish to we're gonna finish ninth if it rains out. And all of a sudden, you're like, some guys in the suite that were, you know, with the, they have a spotter deal where we can go kind of get some shelter from the rain. And they're like, what if the 14 guys are complaining that they're leading? And I'm like, there's no way they're leading. They just had a mandatory pit stop. They had to come down pit road. And then all of a sudden, you start thinking about it, and you're like, well, I guess they could go back a lap but because the last lap's frozen. It, and it's just. So you didn't have to pit. They got, caught, they got caught in a situation that they never expected or didn't bank on it. And it's, it's highly, highly irregular that it just happens to start raining right at a stage break. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's just so much going on here. I'll let you guys jump in Brett, but like, 
when I heard when I heard the final announcement that if it does rain right now, Chase Briscoe, if it rains out right now, Chase Briscoe's the winner. I was dumbfounded. At no other track and in no other scenario has this ever been in play. This was a surprise to them, and they had not thought this through. And yes, I do believe that Chase Briscoe was going to be declared the winner if it had rained us out. And I do believe they were considering him to be the leader of the race, even though TJ may remember this part. What did Tim Berman say when he came over the radio? Your current lineup is this. The 18 is the leader. And then he goes throughout the entire lineup that happened after the pit stop. So according to what we all heard, the leader was who was the leader. I think, I think "Ah, ah, who was the leader. So what they, they said, the what they said, and I tweeted, I tweeted it during one of the rain delays, and everybody said, "Well, Mike, Mike Joy's calling you out." Um, the, the here's your lineup, gang: 18, 22, Was when they knew that they were under a red flag? Or this before? is while we were sitting on the back straightaway so, while they were so under they were ex- but they were expecting to go back out. This is the exact same time. <laughs> it doesn't matter. That's the lineup. The lineup right now is 18, 22. That's what you're calling out. I promise you all those guys that pitted were expecting the race to keep going because you uh, don't pit. No. I would say, wouldn't you? I mean, listen. We didn't know if it was going to keep going, but we all stayed out so that we would be scored higher than where we were running, which yeah. means, A, I stayed somebody out. didn't know the rules, um, but B, NASCAR didn't either because they called a lineup out. This is your current lineup. 18 is the leader, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. They clearly were going to become severely under fire if we had a rain out right there. Thank goodness Mother Nature let us get back racing. A-plus for the fact that we got to go back green. I don't think anybody on the roof cared what happened so long as we took the green to start stage three to keep mud off our faces as a sport. Because if we had called that race and they declared Chase Briscoe the winner – we were going to be the most confused industry we've ever been in our lives because in no other scenario, at no other track, have we ever had that happen to where if you come off of pit, pit, the racetrack and give up your track position, guess what? You gave up your f-ing spot. Yeah, like and and we see this often when it is when there is weather in the area. I think the first mistake they made was opening pit road. They should have never opened pit road because yeah. now we see that if it's raining somewhere else, they don't open pit road. How, that's still, how did, that's how did, still I, bad. Like chase, you have to pit in one of those breaks. And how did, did Justin that. Haley win Daytona? That's what I, did I say that to you? Like how, the same. How did Justin Haley win Daytona? Yeah. I mean, he stayed out on a freaking yeah. open pit cycle when it was raining. Yeah. But they don't go under a red flag under a caution. Like during that's, after a stage end. That's the that, that's where we're like. So I don't like they to could talk if it rained right. At the right I don't time. like to talk about stuff on here that you don't have some kind of idea for a solution. And I don't understand the solution is very easy. As soon as we roll off, you know, I'll open your pit road, go red, park the guys that stay out on the backstretch, let the guys do their five minute, six minute break, whatever it is on pit road. Now, as soon as we roll back off, we're we're yellow, and you're coming around, and that lap's going to count because all, all we had to do was do that. And once we rolled off the back straightaway to come back to pit road for the rain delay, that lap count, that lap counts. The 18s now your leader. The lineup is set behind him under yellow. Now we can roll down pit road. We're under rain delay, and now we can see what happens with the racetrack. I don't even think you have to come back around because what I'm saying they had to bring him back to pit road yeah, to, to get him on for to get him off the racetrack. I think, um, yeah, I mean once you hit pit road, you're giving up your track position. If even if you roll around there faster than the pace car, you have to stop at the end of pit road and wait for the field to come by, and that's where you line up. So if we don't know the rules, it's our fault. I will say that. But when NASCAR comes over the radio and gives me the lineup, 
what they're going to say is that was the restart lineup. And but but you're telling me the 18's a leader. You just told me on the radio, and like this is what I was laughing about. The old uh, Freddie Mike Joy just called you out. He ain't calling me out. He's calling out whoever told me what the lineup is because I didn't invent the lineup. I just re- I just re- verbatim said what they just told me. The 18's the leader. But if the race ends right now, he's not the winner. Well, I'm confused. Same. <laughs> yeah, I don't. You know, I don't think. Um there was a mention, I believe, in the driver's meeting that said the red flag, you know, it's, but I don't think anybody anticipated the rain coming. There, you shouldn't open Essentially, there's no reason to pit. I mean, yeah. there's no reason to stay out. I'm sorry, because there was no, there was no benefit. You were putting yourself on older tires. You're, the reason why you're staying out there is because you're banking on, which obviously track position was important, but you're banking on the race this race is going to either end right now or very soon. And, there was no there was no benefit to that if it ended right now because you weren't going to gain any track position. We stayed out and we made, we pitted on the first time and we were going to stay out no matter what and just see how it worked out. So thank goodness we were green. Thank goodness. Yeah, which fixed everything. But I mean, this definitely showed the flaw with that. I mean, ultimate like that was worst case. Yeah, that would be a lot more clear moving yeah. forward. I don't understand. Like, yeah. we, how many laps do we burn off everywhere else under yellow on stage breaks? Why are we red the whole time for this one? Like, I don't, I don't understand the thought process there. Yeah, I don't know. It's very funny watching every single driver interview during the red flag, like conflict, like Fox, like, oh, you're going to be, you're in position five. And Reddick's like, no, I'm not. I'm in what position, whatever. It was like every single driver. Yeah, made a Landon text me. Landon's like, I guess Bubba said, yeah, I'm going to finish ninth. And Bubba and Landon's like Bubba doesn't know, does he? And I'm like, what well, doesn't know what? And he's like, that you're not really ninth, you're actually twentieth. I'm like, yeah, nobody knows. <laughs> hey, I would like to thank Bristol um, for having an area for us to go when it does rain, because a lot of there's a lot of places we go to that we have to hide in stairwells. Bristol's my favorite track. Bristol does a very good job of making sure that we that we. I could go to Bristol every week. I love that place. Dirt? No. <laughs> Easter. <laughs> you ever watch that movie, Meet the Fockers? Fucker out. You just said you weren't going there Easter, so now you can't go every week. I'm not going dirt racing on Easter ever again in my life. Uh, but if racing? it was a uh, regular racer. Would you go concrete racing? Saturday night. <laughs> Probably not Sunday night. Uh, spot on, spot off. Chase Briscoe's move on Tyler Reddick in the last corner going for the win. TJ. This look familiar? <laughs> I know what that looks like. <laughs> man, I I like seeing that's that's I want to say that's Bristol, man. That's guys going for it. But I think Chase is in the wrong by I'm fine with him being aggressive with it, but when you wreck both of you, it doesn't look good. And and Tyler's been running good. He ran a great race. He probably deserved to have the win. And you know, I'm I know you could say Chase already has a win this year, which he does. I don't think he, he should still go for it, but I think there's a, I think, I don't know how to say it. There's a better way to go for it without cleaning you both out. Make sure you both finish first and second still. Yeah. Or at least you know one of you wins. Yeah. One of you win. It looks really bad when you're both spun out and, and the guy backs into it. I mean, my man went full send. He was so I mean, far sideways. Send. The roof flap came up on the roof. <laughs> um, you know, hey, a for effort. Yeah. Listen, I'm, I'm with you. I think that here's, you know, and it's hard to fault chase because my, he was on the edge the last whatever it was, Dude, 10, 12 laps. Enter the corner like that, like slinging it in there. And you have now run him. You know, he came from over a straightaway back or it seemed like a, at least a straightaway back to it run him down. And 
Now you get there on the last lap. It's hard to say you shouldn't go for it after you just worked this hard to run the guy down. But like you said, you know, listen, at the end of the day, it's 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 a dirty move. Um, it's you you throwing it in there really with very, very little chance of a positive outcome for somebody. You know, you're you're not going to clear them. So, you know, your your chances are that you're going to either door slam him up the racetrack and win the race or kind of what happened where you slide in there backwards and, and, and take the two of you out. But like we talk about here all the time, when it all costs and you can say he's got a win, but is a win enough? I, you know, we're talking about, there's a lot of winners already. Um, is one win enough? A second win will definitely lock you in. Um, so, you know, I don't, I don't fault him for going for it, but like you said, you have to have a better outcome than, than what happened there. I would, I would rather see one of his, one of you is win the race, not hand it to somebody like Kyle. I'm a, I'm a football fan, and this was a Hail Mary for me. Oh, right? yeah. He threw a Hail Mary, and there were 10 people on defense and end zone, and he had one receiver. He had no chance of making that. He had zero chance of making that None. stick. Whether Reddick was there or not there, I think his plan was to go in and maybe door Reddick, and they both come off there with eight wheels and may the best man win. He missed that. You can't door him with the tail. I, I go back to what he did last year at Indianapolis on the road course. He wrecked Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin was leading the race. Like, this guy is starting to roll up his sleeves and say, F*** you guys. I don't give a crap about any of y'all. I'm here to race, and I'm here to try to win. I got to respect that about him. Um, Denny I, also I, ran him off twice. He He's there to try to win this race. But, I, I mean, you guys are 100% spot on with what you're saying. It was a dirty move, and he had no chance of making a stick. I don't understand his desperation. Right, he's already in the chase. He's going to have a good finish. Go in there and try to make a move. He he just he he, he almost tried too hard. I th- um, a spot on for his comments walking down pit road, expecting expecting the fact that he might get punched in the face. And I, I hats off to Tyler Reddick for keeping his cool because Reddick has done a lot in this sport. Two time Xfinity Series champ, arguably the most underrated driver in the Cup Series. Not on our show because we give him tons of credit. And had he taken away my first win, I'd have punched him in the face. Yeah. I don't, you know, and credit, like you said, credit to Tyler because Tyler, Tyler essentially blamed himself. Tyler said, I should not have let him get that close to me. You know, I had a big enough lead to where, where that should not have been in, in the equation. You know, I should have done a better job. So the North Carolina Tar Heels in the National Championship. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, you know, I think I'm telling you what play, I think in my, if I'm Chase Briscoe and I have just spent the last 10 laps with my tongue hanging out, doing everything I can to get there. That's the, it's, I don't know that it's just desperation as so much as I've got to take a shot. I've just rode this guy down. Like, I think if you're riding behind him for 10 laps right there and you, and you're like, all right, maybe that shot doesn't come, but you just ran this guy down. You've just now finally got to his bumper. It's like, I've got to send it. And it, it almost looked to me like, I, I think that chase made that move and then decided, this isn't going to work and tried to like, tried yeah. to stay off of Tyler. But at that point it was too late. And he just like, cause if he really wanted, if he was really trying to wreck Tyler, he doesn't turn the wheel. He just goes in there and door slams Tyler and Tyler's in the fence and chase probably wins the race. Out. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, but you know, I think at the last second he was like, this ain't going to work. I'm going to try to spin or try to stay off of Tyler. And it just unfortunately took the two of them out. But you know, it I, was I, exciting. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's what exciting. we want. I mean, on, on that topic, Adam Stern just tweeted Fox earned a four point zero zero seven million viewers for Sunday night. Race, it is the Uh, most watched NASCAR event of any kind at Bristol since spring of twenty sixteen. So Well, guess what? 
People watched it. We're racing on Easter. Coming back. Pack your bag, Brett. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I'm not going. Eggs. You know, uh, <laughs> die on eggs. I ain't going to eat. I'm not going uh, to Bristol to watch a dirt track race on Sunday. One thing that I think adds into Chase's. I mean, I, I hate to say this about it, but the spotters certainly matter at Bristol, but it's different. Like, it's not, it's, oh, it's, it's, it's yes, completely different. different than us spotting a normal Bristol race or a Martinsville race. Like, you it's chaotic. Don't, I, I, it's chaotic. It's cluster, but like you don't need this like high caliber. You could have a. I'm not degrading you guys when I say this. You could have a normal short track spotter that's good anywhere in this country, South Boston, Hickory Motor Speedway, wherever. Come do that race. I, I called Justin Haley before the race. Actually, on on my drive up, and I'm like, hey, what do you need out of me this weekend? Other than the obvious, which is where they're running behind you. So if you want to take air off their nose. You know, take away their line, whatever. Like, what do you need? He's like, well, I don't know. I've never had a spotter at a dirt track. I said, great. I've never spotted a dirt track. So we should be awesome together. Like, <laughs> you you could take that race, give or take a spotter, and maybe make it more exciting. And there's no other racetrack that I'm going to say that at in, in terms I, of where NASCAR runs. I couldn't disagree more. I think that you need an absolutely high caliber spotter. I think we should all get raises for that race. You should and... get double the pay. That's for damn sure. <laughs> And an and a Airbnb, bring your family, swim in the pool, hide your own eggs out there in the yard. I don't think you can take the spotter away from that. I, just simply because not every guy in this series is a true dirt guy. You know, like Larson, there's a handful of them that would be fine. Bell, Larson, Ricky, all them them guys would be fine. But you got other Maybe guys. Maybe we need to take their spotters away to make it fair. Maybe we do. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got a guy that, like, Justin's run a bunch of dirt, though, so he's familiar with it. You take a guy that's basically ran zero dirt like let's even i mean like a cindric or somebody like that i mean and this is a points race you know i it's thank oh. goodness it's a point race oh yeah i tell you what though man like watching the cars did you notice how some guys would go in there and they would almost get the car to set like it was concrete like, like you wouldn't see them get yelled out you know what i mean like they if were, you the, saw my car sideways we were spinning out yeah <laughs> there, there were guys who almost had to drive it like it was concrete That's, then there were guys who could really get on that right rear um, and, and I just go back to, and we've said this a million times on deaf ears, this thing needs to have more horsepower. Like these guys need to be able to freaking, out. I know I'm talking about Martinsville, Virginia, any short track we go to, we need a thousand horsepower. Maybe not the dirt race. Give them some more motor. <laughs> the, like Brad drove it straight, but he, we, there was that little bit of grip about a lane off the bottom, a lane and a half off the bottom. And that's where we ran the entire time. We ended up passing a lot of cars running that middle running that middle lane but it was such a fine line you had to really like under under drive it because if you jumped it you were it was the penalty was pretty bad um but brad really got good at driving it straight in that grip part and we ended up i mean we ended up passing a bunch of cars so um it's definitely uh two different styles like at the end of the race chase was slinging that thing into the corner so hard like it was that's where you could see you could see the difference in the dirt guys versus the 100%. asphalt guys at the end or or anytime that kind of got slicked off to, they could yeah when it. they wanted to they could just hang the right rear up in the in the in the moisture on the top and yeah. kind of get a yawed out on entry and 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 haul ass so that was the biggest thing but damn you know we talk about it here all the time reddick's gonna win a damn race i don't know when it's gonna happen but he's gonna win multiple probably right after it happens i saw tyler on pit road maybe it'll be on christmas eve when we <laughs> run an all-star race somewhere i saw tyler on pit road and i told tyler i said tyler i watched your times in practice and to me you're the guy to beat. like if you go out there and just run your normal race you weren't even pushing it like he wasn't even getting close to the fence and he was running ridiculous lap times i'm like if you go out there and just run an ai 10 you're probably gonna win this race i thought he was the guy to beat too yeah. That's why I picked him. 
Spot on, spot off. Cody Ware goes after Chase Elliott under the caution because of a spin. And Chase says, if he touched our tire, I'm going to whip his ass. Cody says, I'm tired of getting bullied by all these guys. Brett. Oh, boy. Did you hear it? No. You didn't hear a recording of it? No. I wonder if we could find it. I am 1 million percent spot off on what Cody Ware is saying here. Like, you're 20 miles an hour off the pace almost everywhere we go. You're in the way. You're a moving chicane. And I don't know what the hell happened in this particular scenario. But, um, look, man, nobody wants to get run over. Everybody wants to be respected. But at the end of the day, you got to be more relevant week in and week out to take this stance for me personally. Um, I, I, I don't I don't know what Cody wears, but I, I, would, I would change clothes if I were him. You get bullied because you're in the way. That's why you get pushed around. If you weren't in the way, you wouldn't get pushed around as much as you do. My, this was one of my top one idiot contenders, and it wasn't Cody. It was, I assume it was the crew chief, but the radio communication says he is mad because he didn't have anything for you, Cody. Chase Elliott <laughs> didn't have anything for Cody Ware. What a f- an idiot. I mean, who the hell considers saying that? I mean, how do those words literally come out of your mouth? He needs to be our, our pre-race hype guy. Like, if he hypes Cody up like that. I have been, we have obviously been very critical of Rick Ware Racing in the past, and we were very complimentary of them in the beginning of the year because they have had more speed this year than in years past. But the fact remains that Cody Ware is still last in points of all the guys that have have ridden all the races this year, and he's 40 points behind the guy in front of him. I don't remember. I think it's Corey, maybe. Oh, there's a couple but, races. But, you know. You want to hear it, Brett? Yeah, play it. Who is that idiot? Who is that guy? Uh, Cody Ware. But if he cuts our tire, I'm going to whip his Better get ready to whip his because he's trying to. <laughs> stop, Cody, stop. You're ahead of him. Barked off. Tired of getting bullied by all these guys. Yeah, man, copy that. He's mad because he had nothing for you. You know, he couldn't get by you. I'll tell you what Cody did do. He hit him in the right rear twice hard. Like, he tried to spin yeah, him out one time. Hard. That's the hardest I've ever seen anybody go after somebody under caution. Yeah, like yeah. It was pretty awesome. The reason why <laughs> we say this all the time, and ideally, if you're the guy that's in the 51, and I'm not going to say it's Cody Ware, it could be anybody that's that in that position where you are literally probably the slowest car or one of the slowest cars on the track every week, your job in this sport is to not be noticed at all. Like you don't want to be noticed for anything because anything you're going to get noticed for is probably going to be bad. And the, the, the really good way to fly under the radar is by running into the most popular driver in the sport under caution. And I think that he cut his own tire when he was trying to do this, by the way, it probably did. so I just, listen, you've got to be smarter than that. I know you guys, you want to stop being picked on. You want to stop being the laughing stock? Well, stop making news for like this, and, and maybe people will stop laughing at you. I got to give Jason a shout-out right quick before we roll into the next segment. Uh, we know he has big Kyle Busch fan his whole life, had pajamas and the whole deal. The fact, Jason, that you didn't mention Kyle Busch, quote, backing into this win on this show sheet just tells us that you don't want us to bash your favorite driver. So uh, We should congratulate him on his it's 60th our favorite win. driver. Yeah. And and we are how about Kyle the Bush comment people. what we talked about last week about him not being for this race too? It worked out in his favor. I mean, if you didn't think you earned it, you probably shouldn't have celebrated there. Eighteen straight seasons, he's won a race. 
It's a pretty solid effort. Yeah, ties no wonder you love him, Jason. Is that is that Ty? Did I see a stat where that tied Richard for the most consecutive winning seasons? The King, Richard, King Kyle, King, uh, for Jason. King he's, Kyle he's got for his Jason. shirt on. He got here a little bit. He'll be here later. He's coming. Over, he's coming. Over, yeah. What's up, Door Bumper Clear fans? We want to give you five reasons why RacingUSA.com is our favorite store for NASCAR merchandise. First and foremost, NASCAR fans have rated RacingUSA.com, Google's top source for NASCAR merchandise, so you can always buy with confidence. Second, RacingUSA.com automatically discounts every order in your cart, so you always get the best price. Third, RacingUSA.com guarantees the lowest pre-order prices so you don't have to shop around for a better price. Fourth, RacingUSA.com ships all in-stock orders the next business day so you can get your order faster than anyone else in the industry. Fifth and final reason RacingUSA.com has a wide selection of current season hats, apparel, diecasts, and novelties for the sport's most popular drivers. You can find products that aren't available elsewhere, like the Door Bumper Clear Justin Algar Autograph Diecast that sold out in less than two weeks. RacingUSA.com is Door Bumper Clear's choice for NASCAR merchandise, and we want it to be yours as well. Whenever you need new gear, shop RacingUSA.com, where you're always somebody special. And now, drumroll please, announcing the winner of the Justin Allgaier Door Bumper Clear Fire Suit is Ronnie Lowe from Salisbury, Maryland. Congrats, Ronnie, and thank you for being a loyal supporter of DBC and RacingUSA.com. Crab cakes, football, and winning fire suits. That's what Maryland does. Hope we don't need too many crab cakes. That's probably a small fire suit. (laughs) Yeah, this is Andrew. I am the Brett Griffin Fan Club President of the Indiana Chapter. Finally, yes! Way to go, Josh! Way to go! The data tells me that Bubba still sucks. Freddie, you can't see I just want to say, I'm not drunk. My great-grandma outrun him, and she's 98. Reaction Theater rolls in three, two, one. All right, Fox, you've officially crossed into absolute joke territory. Truck race restarts with 19 to go. You go four laps, 15 to go. Leaders are duking it out. It's heating up. You go to commercial, do side by side, and force us to watch the leaders wreck in side by side on that tiny little screen you got. But you know what? Thank you for letting me know Blue Emu's lack of funky smell. Wow. He's not wrong. I didn't. I, I don't know. I was. I was watching. You were it. watching. He was. He went. They went to commercial, and I could not believe it. Hey, it could be worse. It could have. At least it was side by side, and not just commercial. <laughs> yeah. Poor Cody Ware. Not only can he not drive, but he can't wreck Chase Elliott. After four attempts, and still couldn't wreck him. The guy can wreck anybody in the world when he's not trying, but when he tries, ultimate fail. Ain't wrong. Like I said, turn yourself into a laughing stock. Oh, look out. That's Kyle Bush backing into a win. <laughs> Technically, Chase Briscoe backed Kyle Bush into a win, I think. <laughs> Brad was saving it for that. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm sure you were. Kyle Bush, you whiny, hypocritical little baby back. <laughs> You get out after the race and say, it doesn't matter how you win them as long as you win them. 
I'm old enough to remember you ranting that Bowman backed into a win at Vegas. Go choke on some M&Ms. <laughs> I'm old enough. What was that, like a month ago? <laughs> Nobody in the sport has pouted more running second than Kyle Busch publicly. Now, what you do privately, I don't care about. Joey Logano came on this show. It was very obvious he has a burning desire to win every race. All these guys do. But nobody pouts more than Kyle when he runs second or third or fourth or third. Or the, the new Kyle. What? Uh, Ty. Oh, Ty. New <laughs> Kyle. That's the new Kyle. That's his nickname. <laughs> that's, that's a good nickname. Why well, can't ask her? Just properly explain that the field's frozen under red. Why is Fox arguing about it over and over? What are we doing here? Just say that it's frozen and we can't go until it's green. And then positions change. Why is this so complicated? It's because, Casey, if everybody knew what was going on, everybody would know what was going on. The TV partners, the drivers, the crew chiefs, the owners, the spotters, everybody. That's why. Why'd you say Casey? Because he likes to call me out. Because Casey seems to think that everybody that that was at the race was an idiot for not knowing that the field was frozen. No, that's not true. I asked Bob yesterday. I I actually messaged Bob and said, can you give me some background on this? And he said he didn't think anybody knew. He asked. So I wasn't saying that. I'm just playing devil's advocate. just, Just realize that we're all living in the moment. We don't have the ability to ask Bob. Bob should have a channel where he can come over everyone's radio and explain rules. Hashtag ask Bob. I wish he did, because he'd have more answers than we get. (laughs) Well, I'm glad NASCAR is trying new things, but I'm sure all 27 fans in attendance, as well as everyone watching at home, can agree it's probably time to move on from this. And also, everyone's saying Tyler Reddick handled himself so well. That's just a business decision. When you're 5'3", 112 pounds, you can't really be throwing blows on pit lane there. Um, So, love the show. Keep it up, guys. Have you seen his workout regimen? (laughs) Tyler's a... He's a wiry, wiry little guy. I would, uh, I would, I would, if, if Briscoe can't knock him out quick, I would take Tyler Reddick to beat the shit out of Chase Briscoe. <sighs> I, yeah, I agree. Because he's got reach. Chase obviously got reach. So if he lands a couple, but I'm telling you right now, Tyler looks like a little bulldog. Yeah, he's like a spider monkey. Like, yeah. Get up there and wear yeah. you out. I think he handled himself very well. And if I were his sponsor, I would be proud too. To leave an audio message 24-7, go to anchor.fm slash clear and click the message icon. We'll keep playing the best ones each week on the show. Offer pad, question of the week. If you were to build your ultimate beach home, name one feature you're including in the home. Oh, Brett, this is good. I want an outside shower. I know it said in the home, but I want an house. I stayed at some joint in uh, Sonoma, Corneros Inn or something like that. I think that's where I'm saying this here. God, it's like $800 a night, you rich lady. You, We went and they've got like you, you open your bathroom door and you got the option of showering outside or showering inside. I loved, I love being taking a good old you shower outside. Should never, ever, 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 ever shower without walls. Like, wow. No, there's walls, probably. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, it's wow. not if it's outside. I mean, just there's no roof, I guess. Well, the beach houses have that like a little outdoor yeah, it's got thing. A little, it's the, got a, yeah, it's got a little covered patio. That's not enough. <laughs> not enough. We need four walls and a ceiling for you at all times, 24-7. You the, the fact that you're no. envisioning me taking a shower just makes me feel good about Don't myself. Don't worry. I wasn't. So Nobody was. TJ, what do you think? You know... Computer room. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably. Uh, you guys, want to go to the beach, do some eye raising? 
Maybe just put a beach in my a house. A shrine of Dale Jr.? Maybe a beach. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gonna have that. He already has it. Yeah. Um, well, Dale's house has this, so I'd have this too. <laughs> a boat? A boat. Yeah, I'd put that. You know, I'd make like a sitting room with the, the half of a pontoon boat in it. So I could go <laughs> with maybe a big TV with some with some waves or something playing. Just so act I could, like your house. Uh, so I could yeah. feel like I'm in the ocean. Yeah, that'd be that'd be great. TJ. I mean, Brett. I, mean, I, I already Fred. went. I mean, Freddie. Are you drunk? I'm looking at She's Fred. looking at me. She said, TJ, I mean, Brett, I mean, you. Jeez. I mean, Freddie. Sorry. Uh, I don't know. A bar would be there for sure. Um, I'm Some gigantic monstrosity of a pool would be there. You know one thing I wish I had at my house that I don't have? A if pool. I were going to buy a new house. A pool, yeah. A pool. I'm not buying a pool. <laughs> one thing I wish that I had at my house that I don't have is when I'm in the kitchen, and I want to run water into a pot. Like I love those kitchens that have the water, the water behind, behind the stove. Well, my stove is on an island, so I don't have that. I, I that would be one thing. If I go house shopping with offer pad, I'm going to have a stove that has water that I don't even have to move the pot. I can just sit the pot on the stove, run the water, and boil it. You Bam. have that at your house. I don't. It's Jovi. It's Keely. It's, yeah, right. it's here. You roll hey, that you know, over there. I don't know where the kitchen's at. <laughs> One thing I would like is just a separate refrigerator for beverages completely. Like, you know I know what somebody's I mean? got that. I've well, got not, that. I'm not talking about like in your garage, but like, hell, you probably have one in your, your yeah. kitchen. I want two refrigerators. <laughs> one straight for drinks. Yeah. Yeah. Go get a cash offer on your home today with our presenting sponsor, OfferPad.com. I did see in the news that a guy got, did you see that? A guy got in a wreck or whatever and pulled. Oh, somebody got out. What the hell? Lambert showed me that, I think. Lambert said, he said, I got to the track and Lambert said, are you all right? I said, what? (laughs) And he said, you got a wreck this morning. And I'm like, what? No, No, I didn't. And he just shows me this picture. This guy looks similar to me. Body size, anyway, <laughs> and he's like in a—I don't know what he was in, like a speedo. But he was—he was driving in this thing and got wrecked, and then got out. Wasn't in a speedo. He was in absolutely nothing. Well, oh, the the picture I thought—I thought he had a bathing suit on. No, the guy got and took every single bit of his clothing off and stood next to his car. Uh huh. So maybe that was just an edited version I saw. I, it probably was PG I, version. Like the yeah, the guy just took all his clothes off and stood next to his car. Well, why wouldn't you? Yeah, that's a common thing to do. It's that time again where we discuss our favorite Xfinity X-Spy more than fast moments. Whether you're on or off track, speed isn't the only thing you need. So, Brett, where do we see teams need to be more than fast this week? Definitely Kyle Busch, man. He was more than fast coming around a wreck. Tyler Reddick. I really thought Reddick should kind of just hang a right and just get nailed right in the old butt and knock them both across the finish line and give him a chance to win. Might have had a... Uh, uh, suffered a little whiplash there, but Kyle Busch, man, backed right into the more than fast moment. <laughs> Freddie. Uh, my more than fast moment is actually going to go back to that, the second stage restart with Reddick. The move he made to get the lead, shoot in the middle on that restart was was pretty ridiculous, actually. And it's only a dirt guy was going to make that move, uh, whether it was Reddick, maybe Larson, Bell, somebody like that. But but yeah, my more than fast moment is getting the lead, getting control of the race, and then unfortunately kind of getting it taken from you. But But without that last lap, Move by Briscoe. That move would have been the race-winning move for Riddick. TJ. They're my Xfinity more than fast moments. Probably going to go to the truck race with Ben Rhodes for basically stealing every stage point and winning everything you can win in that race. He's fast. And not even being a, tr- a, a true dirt guy or anything, this guy comes in there and just decides to clean house. I, I 
text him after the race. I'm like, hey, man, save some stage points for the rest of us. It's not point. to be denied. Yeah, I mean, really. But All congrats. those laps he took in the micro, Chad's micro. Hey, here on Door Bumper Clear, being more than fast is a way of life. Thankfully, there's plenty of weekly action for our Xfinity X-Fi more than fast moments. Unit else is more than fast. Xfinity X-Fi. With speed for all your devices, you also get the reliabilities and security that keeps your crew connected and protected. With Xfinity X5, you can do more of what you love with faster internet and a powerful, secure connection. Follow at Xfinity Racing on Twitter for even more Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. And don't forget to vote for your favorites. Thank you to Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. What an idiot. Time for What an Idiot. Who wins this week's One Idiot Award, <laughs> Brett? Well, I really want to give it to the person that put the cigar bar beside of the spotter stand because I huffed oh, secondhand dude. cigar smoke. TJ was right beside me. Freddie was right beside me. Uh, nothing like going home smelling like Havana, Cuba. That's essentially, essentially what I did. But I'm not going to give it to that guy. How many people fly on our airplanes? on a team plane on an average weekend. How many people was on your airplane? About 60. Okay, yeah, there's about 50 roughly. on mine. We haven't been wearing masks at all this year. None of us have spread COVID. So my what an idiot is the CDC for making us wear masks so long. Up until yesterday, they finally made the lift. No more mask on commercial well, the airplanes. The CDC didn't lift it. The TSA said they're not enforcing They're all it. a bunch of idiots. <laughs> uh, I have a bunch. Go ahead, because I got a bunch. Of CDs, I go one ahead. Of them. I, I mean... I didn't come with one prepared. <laughs> I, I don't want to give it to. I want to give it to. But yeah, you do. Nah, nah, go ahead, Freddie. So let, there, him, let him drop and give it to him. There, there was a wreck in a late model race where Derek Griffith, who's been running uh, Sam Hunt's uh, Xfinity car here uh, sporadically, he got wrecked in a heat race at Loudon by a guy that has never, or I mean, I shouldn't say never, but has not not any experience in a late model. So they just decided to go to Loudon with a super late model and, and just about. Wiped out Derek Griffith there. Uh, luckily, Derek was okay. Cars destroyed. The other guy's cars destroyed. So uh, my one idiot for one is to not go to Loudon for your first race or one of your first races. Um, two, Ben Rhodes saved his own day by missing pit road on the first stage break. Uh, he thought that he was going to come in pit road off of turn four that lap. So when he drove by turn two, he realized he screwed up. And luckily, he drove back to the win or else Rich his Lu- teammate with him, too. Rich, yeah, or else Rich Lustis probably would have kicked his ass if that didn't work out uh, the way it did. But my one idiot at the end of the day is whoever decided once again to paint the walls black at the dirt race. Um, we saw this last year. Guys complained they couldn't see last year, couldn't see the wall. We never really got up there to have an issue. We go back out there this week for practice, and the guys, believe it or not, can't see the wall again because it's black. If you go to any dirt race or watch any dirt race in the country, the walls get caked with mud, and they make it a point to go out there and scrape the wall down, at least like in a horizontal fashion, so that you can see stripes on the wall so the drivers can see where the wall's at when they get to the cushion. And we just go ahead and leave the walls black. Now, they did add a white stripe about halfway through the weekend to help these guys. But I mean, how did you not know this was going to be an issue when we had this problem last year and you never see a track with black walls? Like why are the walls not white when uh, we get there? Freddie, I don't know if you noticed last year, but we all ran the bottom. I know, but I'm just saying they still complained about it. You know, guys yeah. were complaining about last year. They couldn't see the wall. You know, I'm thinking about all the races and usually you can find somebody in, in every race that we run. that just makes a, bonehead move but you know it's been it's been i haven't been able to pick Derek much this year which is complete opposite of last year so that's good for him (laughs) but 
I, I, it's kind of the opposite of what an idiot. Every truck finished the race. How does really? that happen? It, yeah. You didn't see that? First time ever in history, I think, that every single truck finished the truck race. Maybe they should race on dirt every week. I mean, we're going to Bristol Dirt, and you know, you know how that truck series is. Last time with the Knoxville, it was chaos. Now we go to Bristol Dirt, and every single one of them finished. So I kind of want to do the opposite this week, and I wish they would have wrecked more, and we didn't get caught up in it. We could have got a better finish out of some attrition, but no, these guys all decided they're going to finish the race. Rock and so, roll. Do you guys see the hype guy getting a flat, flag stand? <laughs> that was pretty funny. See the hot guy, hype guy. Oh. <laughs> I mean, he might have been hot too. I didn't get that good of a look at him. I mean, how does that happen? How does that happen? <laughs> I mean, hey, I'm gonna go up here. I'm gonna, hey guys, I'm gonna be right back. I'm gonna go stand in the flag stand and I'm gonna get this crowd hype. Watch this. <laughs> Hold my beer. I mean, I'm assuming that didn't work out well for him. What do you, I mean, I didn't see any. I, I watched most of the video, and I saw him get up there and get down, and I didn't see any track personnel. I mean, or it, where does he say it, you can't go up there? <laughs> it's, they don't say no trespassing at the bottom. <laughs> I know. I mean, that's just one of them things when no one it rains or whatever when gets out of there. Listen, if anybody thing, has that idea guy. to do that again, make sure you're wearing a DBC T-shirt or yeah, something with yeah. our faces on it. So. Yeah. Will you pay the bail money? Uh, uh, no. yeah, I'll feeling. bail them out. If you want to do it at Dover, we'll get some content out of it. <laughs> I'll, I'll pay the fine. Yeah. So, Jason, will you? Uh... <laughs> you're going up, Jason. Yeah, you're doing <laughs> the guy. Jason needs we to We can send Alex. Stand. He's not here. We'll just tell him he's got to go. <laughs> hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free awesome service to make the process simple and easy there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on spotify apple Podcasts, and many more platforms also you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership i like, I like money it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's leave a message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Oh, time for DBC picks. I'm pretty bitter about this one because I could have won. You didn't. Oh, Freddie wins DBC picks at Bristol with Tyler. Now everyone except for me is tied for the lead. Staying Let's, pretty even, which is surprising so far. This season. Yeah, whatever. Let's make picks for Talladega. TJ, go for it. Sorry, Austin. Just wanted to go ahead and apologize for picking you at the dirt race. Doing his car cut off on the front stretch. I was like, oh, ah, yeah, that was oh, pretty yeah. rough. Go high. So looking at Talladega here, going down the list, hmm, I either have to throw a Hail Mary or I lay up here like Brett would do. Um, I'm going to go with. When I get first pick, I'm usually go hard. Yeah, and, but. I'm going to go Noah Gregson. See, he's running that. He's running he's, the 62 yeah, car. Yeah. yeah. I go Noah. Uh, Noah should be in the college car. No, Noah's in the 62. Who's in the college car? I would think Henrik. Probably Hemrick. Hemrick. Oh, yeah. That's a good choice, too. I am going to go with 
Brad Kozlowski because that was my most memorable win when I worked with him. So done. Brett. Can we make these letters bigger? I can't read these guys' names. I'm going with Todd Gilliland. Gilliland? Gilliland. There's three different words. Gilliland. Gilliland. Jason. Brett or Boyer had to say to Benedetta on the broadcast this week and he totally messed it up. Couldn't do it. It was funny. He was doing well for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I picked Michael McDowell. Son of a Jason. That's what I was going to pick. That's what I was all teetering on, Jason. (laughs) Either McDowell or Gilliland. I will take. Damn, you take longer than me. Well, Jason just took my pick. I didn't think anybody was going to pick him. That says a lot. I almost picked him too. Jesus. I will take Corey LaJoy. Kyle's here for a shoot. You ready? Corey LaJoy, good job. (laughs) Hey, why are we not talking about the restarts? What? What restarts? Why are we not choosing or having some sort of lane deal? Oh, my goodness. That's coming next year, 100%. There's no way we'd go back to that race without a choose. It should be coming. We should. I mean, where where did choose cones come from? (laughs) Where were they invented? Short, uh, dirt well, track. short track, dirt well, tracks. No, dirt track. Yeah, choose short track asphalt sauce, choose roll. But outlaws do the deal where the leader picks the outside. All the odds go to the outside. And and no, this is the same thing. Every car in the outside lane was running behind the car that's on the inside lane and has an advantage over him now like nothing. Almost an event. Fifth place had an advantage over two cars on the inside. And it shouldn't have been like that. They were running in front of him. Sixth place. Yeah, sixth place had it. Had fifth and third pretty much beat on a restart. Yeah, I thought I thought it was ironic because Bristol concrete, the way the tires had turned into with the old car, this is where it became that you would rather yeah. be eighth on a restart than you yep. would to be second and be stuck on the bottom. So I thought the irony was there. Um, Dell Jr.'s in the booth this weekend, right? It's true. That's awesome. Uh, I know Clint worked really hard on that all winter because obviously NBC had to had to bless Dale to come over. Great segue to take Fox. <laughs> And hand it off to, to Dell Jr. and NBC. Obviously, very, very, very good plate racer. So you got two great plate racers in the booth talking about it this weekend. So I think it'll be cool to see their dynamic, to see who can scream the loudest and get the control of the booth. Should be fun. How much time will you guys be spending on the boulevard? None. Yeah, I don't go to the boulevard. Never. I, I haven't been to the boulevard in I haven't been to the boulevard in 10 years, probably. Yeah. Been a long time. We're thinking about one year going to do some Vegas style of content in the Boulevard. Alex. Oh, I think Alex that would be a great oh idea. Gosh, I, I, I would go. go to the Boulevard, but I stay about an hour away, and it's not very conducive to my Boulevard routine. Well, they do. If eat. somebody wants to give me an air mattress in the middle of the infield, I'll happily go out there and have a beer with you and have a good time. Eat some crawfish. There's some crawfish cooking machines out there on that infield. <laughs> the raging cages. Yeah. Well, uh, shout out to everyone I met in Peavey, Missouri. If you're looking to play hide and seek, you can go play in the holes on the track because they were bigger than me. Wow. Watching that race. Um, but it was great meeting. I, I finally got out in public and on the weekend to a racetrack and it was great meeting a lot of people. So yeah. Thank you guys for listening this week. And we'll have a hell of a lot to talk about next week because this race at Talladega is going to be Nuts. Nuts. Can this package wait. is going to be massive runs. I can't wait till all the manufacturers get to arguing and splitting up and pitting together and we all the things. Win. We need to win. Yeah. A lot of guys. I mean, I'm in a, I'm in a must-win deal. Same thing. Can't wait. Win. We out. Holla. Have Word. a great week. See ya. Hey, everyone. It's Mike Davis here. I want to talk to the listener right now from me to you. And Matthew Dinner, you're here as well. Let's have a conversation. 
May 29th is the, the Dirty Mo Media Ultimate Experience. It's the sweet experience. We pack it so much full. We got everything in this deal. We've got radio headset, parking space, access to bathroom, food and drink, all you can eat and drink. Food and drink? Food and drink. Yeah. Beer. Beer. Oh. Beer. Also, we do a swag bag full of shirts, hats, just water bottles, and I believe Brett Griffin even puts in a shot of Fireball. Oh. We take care of you. You a- buy a And ticket. Jordan Taylor. You buy a ticket to us, we're going to take care of you. You're right. Jordan Taylor's coming. It's crazy. I'm going to add something else. You ready for this? Yeah. What you got? Me? I'm going to add something <laughs> else. I'm going to say that if you are here on Saturday or Friday, I don't know, I want to talk to the people that, that buy a ticket to this. I will give them a tour of Junior Motorsports here if they want it, if they want it, if you want it and you bought a ticket and you want to come by and see a shop, and I'm talking an exclusive tour, like not the stuff that the everybody studio. goes to, The studio is part of it, that where we record the Dale Jr. download. I'm going to throw that in. So I'm telling you, this thing has got so much value, but time is running out. you got to buy a ticket. There's just a few left. But I'm up in the ante. I'm saying, hey, buy a ticket, and if you are here before race day, I will – show you around Junior Motorsports. We'll get it coordinated. How about that? Is that a good deal, Matthew? I think that's great. The bathrooms and the beer, had, you had me. I had you at the food. And I the had food. you in the bathrooms and the food. Big surprise. And the beer. If you paid attention to our social feeds, we did this at Las Vegas. It was a huge success. Everyone had a great time. They said, we are coming back. Do this again. We're going to do it again at Bristol in the fall, but right now, the Charlotte ticket is on sale. You go to DirtyMoMedia.com right now. There's just a few left. You got to get in on it now. DirtyMoMedia.com, go to the Ultimate Experience tab, go buy your tickets there, and we'll see you at Charlotte, May 29th. Big Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Come on, Dirty Mo. You're going to do it. You're going to win it. You're going to win it.